You found us. Welcome, everybody. This is Scripture Jazz. Hello, and welcome to the show. I'm Jake, the son of John. And I'm Brendan, the son of Jay. We are two cousins who have had enough of the scriptures. That's right. We can't stand them. We are two cousins who just can't get the scriptures. Yep, we've tried. We're just two cousins who can't get enough of the scriptures. That's right. We love them. And today we're going to be helping the normal hosts of the show. They are... They're... Incapacitated. They're busy. Oh, busy. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're busy right. with something. And today, when we stormed to the Scripture Gems office, I forgot to ask Jay for the password to the Scripturematic 6000 before I knocked him out and hit him in the closet. You mean helped Jay sleep? <laughs> yes, helped him sleep with my 2x4. <clears throat> I mean, um, before we peacefully got to the Scripture Gem studio, we forgot to ask for the password to the Scripturematic 6000, so we'll be setting up a segment of our own creation. It's called Gospel Shower Thoughts with Jake and Brendan. Christ, in his life, spent a lot of time with sinners, because the whole need no physician. But I think you'll find that the people he spent time with were those who were willing to change because of his words. It's the same with the Holy Ghost. Are we willing to be putty in the hands of God, the master sculptor, to make us into his masterpiece? I think the Spirit is so much more willing to spend time around us if we are willing to heed the Spirit's call to grow. Sometimes, I like to compare the gospel to an orchestra in the way that it works with people. For an orchestra to work, there has to be a conductor, and everybody needs to listen to the same conductor, or else all that you get is a bunch of chaos and nonsense. That's why it's important for us to listen to the Holy Ghost and to listen to the prophets. If someone acted perfectly their whole life, would they have been able to achieve the atonement? I don't think so. Christ needed to be of perfect character and purity, not just perfect actions. People can pretend to act perfectly or act in a way that seems perfect, but they wouldn't have been able to accomplish the atonement the same way that our Savior did. In the church, sometimes there can be a big focus on making actions and then having those actions cause a change of heart, where there's really more of an emphasis scripturally on the need for the grace of Christ to cause the change in heart and the change in action. The truth is, it's kind of a balance. The effort that we put in is with desire and with faith and with repentance. The major change of heart and of action normally comes thereafter as a result of the atonement working within us. People communicate in all sorts of different ways. Texting, phone calls, emails, video calls, body language, eye contact, tone of voice, specific word choice, just using words in general. And God speaks in many ways too. He speaks in feelings, words, scriptures, others as answers to prayers, enlightenment in response to experiences, learning, and everything. Scriptures and prayers are one way that God speaks to people, but he speaks to people through all sorts of different means. You know how seahorses and other animals can see like a bunch of different kinds of light than we can? Different colors, UV in the dark, and so forth, that we can't see? Well, God has got to also see and comprehend those colors too, right? What if the reason that God is described as white is because he is actually just all of those colors? He is a bit of everything. He represents everything. It's a metaphor for all power, authority, omnipotence, love, purity, and more. Everything all in one being. He is literally everything. 
And perhaps that is why he is represented that way. Don't be embarrassed to share your spiritual experiences if they seem really odd or not straightforward. Moses talked to God through a bush, and Joseph Smith looked at a rock and a hat. God works in mysterious and often very personal ways. But it is an honor to be part of his weird, wacky work. And that's been Shower Thoughts with Jake and Brendan. So for this last bit of the episode, we wanted to focus on what we deemed to be the most important topic to discuss. And that is the doctrine of Christ. And here I have some scriptures that are some of my favorites that really highlight what that doctrine is. Coming from the words of the Savior himself, these verses come from the Book of Mormon in 3 Nephi chapter 11, verses 35 through 39. And I'll have Brendan read them here. Thanks, Jake. Verily, verily, I say unto you that this is my doctrine, and I bear record of it from the Father. And whoso believeth in me believeth in the Father also. And unto him will the Father bear record of me, for he will visit him with fire and with the Holy Ghost. And thus will the Father bear record of me, and the Holy Ghost will bear record unto him of the Father and me. For the Father and I and the Holy Ghost are one. And again I say unto you, ye must repent, and become as a little child, and be baptized in my name, or ye can in no wise receive these things. And again I say unto you, ye must repent, and be baptized in my name, and become as a little child, or ye can in no wise inherit the kingdom of God. Verily, verily, I say unto you, that this is my doctrine, and whoso buildeth upon this, buildeth upon my rock, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against them. Jake, these verses are beautiful. What are these verses about? Well, they're about the doctrine of Christ. And here Christ first describes his doctrine as his own mission and his own divinity. I know that it's true that this doctrine is a true doctrine and a real doctrine and a useful doctrine that we can follow. I've followed it in my own life. As I've had faith in Christ, I've been happier. I've had greater confidence in myself and even more confidence in my Savior. I've been able to live life happily. As I've repented of my sins, I've felt guilt and burden and stress go away, sometimes in an instant and sometimes over time. Both are just as real and just as important. As I've made and kept covenants with God, promises made at baptism and in sacred temples, I've been happier and I've felt power from the Holy Ghost. Power that can't come any other way. Power that comes from faithful living, from repentant living, and from covenant living. This type of living is often termed as enduring to the end. As I've endured to the end, I've been happier. I've lived a better life. I've lived a more meaningful life and a more purposeful life. And I've been able to understand my purpose better. And I know that it's true. And I know that you can know that it's true by the power of the Holy Ghost. First, it just takes desire. And then you let that desire work in you. And then you come to know for yourself that what I'm saying is true. And that what the scriptures are saying are true. And that you can find, not only that you can find happiness, but that you're meant to find happiness and that you're meant to help other people find happiness. That's why we're here. And I think that's the most important thing we can share. That's beautiful, Jake. Thank you so much. Hey, why is this door locked? Man, my head feels like it's been hit with a two-by-four. Hey, have you seen my two-by-four? It's missing. Where's my microphone? Jake, are you in there? Oh, well, that is all the time we have now. We'll be going. Uh, Brendan, give me the crowbar. Window's not opening. Oh, remember to read your scriptures.
Hey, what did you do to the window? Hey, wait a minute. Aren't you supposed to be in Wisconsin? Aren't you kids always spreading love and joy? This podcast is not officially affiliated with The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But we're really big fans.